Hey, hey, what do you know, everybody? It's Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. It is season two, episode number six. It looks like we're going to be able to pull off this episode right here in the garage. Ed, it was a tough one last time. Oh, man, it was so freaking hot. <laughs> in the studio in the garage today is mini bike builder extraordinaire Jake Moe. Hey. I love Jake Moe. What's going on, guys? Jake is going to be here. Uh, we made a big announcement earlier on, I think it was our Facebook page, about the fact that we have a new head judge for Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which is October the 14th here in beautiful Locker Center at CV Park. It is presented by Pioneer Car Audio, and we have gotten to a point, Ed, where we just had to rethink the judging. There was just too many people coming. There were too many cool bikes. It's in always there. a problem with judging. Everyone always has something to complain about well i'm not doing it because we were invaded with complaints as much as the embarrassment that i had had after the ceremony as folks were leaving i would look at all the other bikes and say well, how, how did that one not get in or how did that one not they make didn't have it? their sign up well i think <laughs> that that could be I, I think it could be a variety of things one thing I had mentioned to you is that some of the nicest bikes weren't really registered as participants. They were within a display. For example, F&B had that really nice bike right. that was uh, in their booth. And it wasn't, I don't think, received as a bike that's going to be judged. And honestly, I would take your time. I would take some guys that I know that are really into the Honda bikes, you know, the Groms or the CT70, CT70s and the Z50s. And those guys helped me out with that category. But when I would ask you, or in the past with several other judges, it was kind of tough because it takes away not only your time at the show, but there's an awkwardness as to your bikes that you bring and their eligibility. Oh, I, I don't care about that. No, I know you don't. Uh, but I do think that going forward, for example, another good example would be Jake. Jake brings some of the nicest bikes to the show. And for me to take him on as a judge and then eliminate an opportunity for his judge, his bikes to be judged, that doesn't work. So I, I have an idea about that. We'll get into that a little bit later on, uh, as well as the criteria that I had used before for the judging. But maybe more importantly, what we can do with the help of some of you guys. So if you have any uh, suggestions or recommendations, or for that matter, feedback, in any capacity about the judging, this is the show to do it. Um, I want to begin by getting out uh, some of the sponsor roll calls so that we can get right into the show. I'd like to begin by thanking Pioneer Car Audio for all the support. Uh, don't break up with your car. Upgrade it with uh, Pioneer Car Audio featuring the new single DIN head unit, which is uh, featured in the really popular muscle truck from Roadkill. Truck. Muscle truck's still big. <laughs> you know, we just got back from uh, the Roadkill zip tie drags in Memphis. I want to give a shout out to uh, Carmen Carisi, as well as um, his son, uh, Jason Carisi. Uh, they've been to both zip tie drags so far. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Justin Wilcox, cool guy that I met. He came out, and he's a star now. They put him on uh, the Facebook page for Roadkill with him on his bike. So we're creating superstars, Ed. Yeah. Uh, thank well, you so much. Good. Yeah, that's it was good. good. Uh, it, it was nice to see the mini bikes turn out. Uh, CRC, we have a pallet of CRC goodies that we'll be giving out at the event. We gave Jake and Ed a chance to grab some. Uh, this is their new cleaner carb. 
which is really good stuff. Those of you who use the brake clean realize all their stuff's really good, including the power lube. We've got, oh, this is good. And God knows you're going to need that for those old bonanzas that you I just dug some, up. I needed some last week. Knock her loose. Knock her loose. And you can even use this on, on, on bikes, too, not just for your old girlfriends. <laughs> uh, this is Staplex, which is grease. We got pallets of grease. Extreme pressure. Extreme pressure. Well, you put the extreme pressure with the knocker loose, it's going to be a fun for everybody. In fact, these two things can really make a single man's life happen. And it's red grease. Hey, we've got uh, small engine cams. Continue to be sponsors of the show. All right. Giving too. away another small engine cam. So if you have a legitimate question or comment about the judging, uh, send them in. And we'll uh, have Ed, with the help of Jake, uh, figure out what was the, uh, the coolest question. And we'll send this camshaft to you. Uh, I've got to get a camshaft for Frankenstein, and we'll talk a little bit about that too, because Jake's going to take it back uh, maybe this weekend, and we're going to make it go a little bit faster so I can kick D. Revis's ass <laughs> in my comeback. Um, we have a couple other sponsors that have been a part of the show for a while. Go Kart USA. We had a little fun with uh, the kit, the two. What is it? The uh, their American Flyer, Flyer 215 yeah. that uh, the family man Emron sent down to us. Uh, thank you, Emron and Al. We assembled that. It's out in the side. I noticed that you guys were taking a look at it. Pretty cool bike, huh, Jake? Yeah, it's real nice. I like that. The eight-inch tires look good. They, the black and red. Yeah. yeah. When I was putting, when I first opened up the box with the wheels, and I saw them, it's like, oh, they're the right size. <laughs> I thought they were going to be silver. And I wasn't sure about the red. You know, red's one of those colors where you're either into it or not, but it works. It's and cool. It gives it kind of an old-school hot rod look. Well, the size of it's a big boy size. Uh, it's got that little five-degree tilt where the engine mounts, which I liked. And those are some pretty tall bars. You know, when you look at them, they're almost like pseudo mini apes. So uh, we're going to not only put the finishing touches on what Ed and Alana from Roadkill assembled during the last podcast. <laughs> I swear, if Alana didn't have a husband, she'd be all over Ed. All she talked about, Ed this, Ed that, Ed this. Isn't he cute? Oh. Stir up some trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom, he, he knows. Uh, so that bike is going to be um, reinforced with a power plant that they're going to send down to us. We're going to get a choice of a Titan or a Predator, and um, we're going to put on one of the new torque converters uh, from Go-Kart USA. They've got a variety of different sizes. In fact, I don't know if this is going to make it in there. We're busted out uh, with sponsors, and it's, it's a good thing for us. Uh, we have a new one as well, uh, GoPowerSports.com. Uh, they have a variety of not only mini bikes, but go-karts and performance parts. They're out of Texas. Uh, they're going to offer a discount of 10%. Uh, there's a special code, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion code, if you use it online. And they've put together like a, um, a power package for that 6.5 horsepower that's inside that Coleman. Uh, it's got you know typical things, air filters, uh, different intake gaskets, a header pipe. Uh, you know, it'll give you a little bit of hop-up. I think they give you upgraded valve springs, all the gaskets, everything else you go. That really kind of helps out with the low to mid-range power. Uh, it's the Go Power Sports Coleman Performance Kit. Uh, I see a lot of these guys buying those Coleman's. I'm not necessarily sold on them myself. You know, I'm kind of more traditional, old school, but they seem to be popular for new folks getting into the sport. And that's all that, that matters to me. If, if that's going to be their entree into the sport, so be it. And there's a hop-up kit for it. It's available at GoPowerSports.com. And uh, if I missed any other sponsors, I'm still going to keep your uh, $22, and we'll hit you guys a little bit later up. Uh, this episode is also in memory of, um, I got a good friend of mine that I see over at my local grocery store all the time. And uh, his brother, Reagan Matthew Jung, died of uh, 
a cardiac arrest at work. And he's, he was way too young for that to happen. And it's unbelievable when folks you see one day are gone the next day. So uh, a shout-out to him. And on a much uh, happier note, um, this has got to be Myron Bailey calling me. On a much happier note, I want to wish uh, a happy 50th birthday to my beautiful, sexy sister-in-law, Gail. Yeah, and a happy Gail. Oh, she, she's, she's going to be at the show. All right. What's, what's the first thing she asked? How's Ed? How's Ed? So, second thing, <laughs> she loves Ilana. She loves Ilana. So she'll be here. And then um, a happy 70th birthday to my good friend, Jim Savas. All right, enough with the uh, strokes and the tokes. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right, Jake. You said it was cool down here. How had it, hot is it up in uh, where? Man, P- Palmdale? Yeah, yeah. When we left, it had to have been probably 100 still. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. At least, right? Well, when they're sending you pictures of tumbleweeds and snakes, too. you know, it, it's a hot time. Uh, we struggled, as I said in the last podcast. But you know what? We got a little bit lucky tonight, and I'm glad it's a little bit cooler for you. We've got some of your favorite adult cocktails there. You're a blue moon guy, huh? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, I went into Change a little streak of those. Yeah, I yeah. started getting into the Peronis. There you go. Uh, hey, no, I want to uh, first of all thank you yep. for taking on the task uh, of being the head judge. We're not going to send you out to battle with uh, a slingshot. <laughs> we've got we've got what I think is a decent core okay. for the judging. Cool. What what we don't have, I think, are enough eyes, and I don't think we really had a process that was all inclusive. So we'll get to that, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we have in place, okay. and then we'll talk about maybe some of the ideas you have, including maybe some potential folks that could help out with the judging. Uh, Ed and I will remain a part of it in some capacity. My capacity is I read the list of who you guys picked. Ed's capacity would be, if at all, at any time, you needed help or assistance. And I think what I'd like to do is suggest, Ed, that maybe you take over and head up the judging if, in fact, it then becomes a situation where one of our judges wants to enter a bike. Because I do want Jake's bikes. And I some of the guys that I'm thinking about or suggesting to Jake to help they're folks that bring bikes. Mm-hmm. Let's just say Cliff Judd Neck was a judge. Okay. I want Cliff to bring his bike and enter it and be eligible. Right. So when Cliff's bike is being judged, Cliff gets to go hang out at the t-shirt booth. You know, he gets to walk around and see the friends. And then you guys look at it. Whether he wins or loses is going to be, has nothing to do. This is not the old school where people voted for their friends. We won't allow that. However, if, if Cliff's bike is strong and it should be one of the winners, just because he's a judge, you shouldn't keep him away from that. So that's kind of a, yeah, one of the ideas I had. That's true, but you still have the people that are going to say, oh, I, yeah, he, he won because he's a judge. <laughs> and, and how would you react to that? So, not really. He didn't win because of that. His bike is nice. Right. So that's what it's all about. The winner's bikes and the winning bikes will be bikes that are just the bikes that the judges collectively thought as you know when it gets to the final end the ultimate winner really has nothing to do with what the judges say because when we get to the final two we let the folks select it's the brad elsey people's choice award right and it's the sound that is made by the applause you know short of getting one of those applause meters it's pretty clear to tell out there in cv park who's going to win right yeah Yeah. so that's how we're going to do it um so we'll talk a little bit about the judging. Uh, I wanted to begin the podcast, if we could, tonight, Ed. You have always looked to increase your stable of bonanzas. Yeah. How many do you have now? 
Well, I don't have very many, but I like to keep, I, I sell them and buy them, but there's certain ones that I like to keep. So Bonanzas, I have my MX, my 1000, and I have a you have a 14? 1400 right with lights okay and H50 on it and then I have a Temecula Bob drag bike I remember that with one a blue a zoom in it right and then I got a freaking pal I'm kicking over I don't even know whose it is I for, I think I had one oh is that yours that may be it <laughs> I'm kicking it around maybe I should put it together I am um, kicking Joe's bike around. <laughs> You know, I bought that bike. I, I couldn't remember where it came from. And I forgot I had it. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking around thinking, you know, it's like I made a little progress. Uh, for those of you who follow along, we off the Ducati. Uh, so there's there's an absence of that here. But we snuck in a little new Suzuki Van Van, which I rode the shit out of uh, with the Grom guys a couple Saturday nights ago or Friday nights ago <clears> through downtown L.A. And I love that bike, man. It was It was a little bit faster than the Grom. It's it's a bigger bike, and it's just much more comfortable. Right, when it's it all is said big and done. for what size it is. Yeah, it's got that look. Freaking huge! It's got that classic look. Well, I think the tires give it that look too. Yeah, you know, they're bigger tires. Um, so Ed, tell us about first of all. Now we know how many of them you have. These two you were really excited about. Yeah, they kind of look bad, but they're like OG bonanzas. They're you know, uh, maybe um, I'll tell you what. Why don't why don't you give us a little walk around if you can, or um, you're mic'd up to go, Ed. Yeah. So this is, what year bike and what model of Bonanza was that one? This one is like a 65 or a 66. Okay. The badge has been scraped off, but the number is still there because it's stamped into the badge. What number the is number that The number is 4517. 4517, wow. Yeah. And it's got, or like I probably would say these are original Sawtooths. They're General Jumbo Juniors. Okay. Um, they look like they're original. Yeah. The Fender doesn't. The Fender's though, a little different than the the later ones. It has a longer lip, and they mounted the bracket way off center. Also on the front fork, the later 1000s, this pinch has been pinched on both sides. Oh, okay. This pinch has like been hit on one side only. That's the pinch to keep the axle bolt and nut. To yeah, run flush. where the tube comes down and flattens out. Yeah, are we able to uh, get on this? Yeah. Great. Okay, and then on the back. <clears throat> and maybe you can uh, can you maybe get on this side here so the folks can see a little bit better. There you go. Right here. Yeah. On the uh, back, it has that big jack shaft. I saw that. It looked like a camshaft sprocket, for Christ's yeah. sake, when I first saw it. You noticed? Yeah. That's the hill climb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, that. And then the chain adjusters are different. I can't really, I can turn it around a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, Jake, help, give him a help there. You're a big, strong, strapping guy. <laughs> I remember Jake used to eat glass for breakfast. Yep. Can you see that? Oh, yeah, the adjuster back there? Yeah, there's like uh, spacers, wheel spacers with a bolt welded to them. And the axle is a, uh, like a stud with two nuts on it. One nut on this side, one nut on this side. And this is not a Bendix brake. It's a Fairbanks Morse brake. Ah, Fairbanks. They made clutches too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, right. The early Bonanzas had Fairbanks Morse right. brakes. And the axle tabs here are way different. 
in what way? Or not the axle tabs, the fender mounts. I yeah, think. I was going to say. They have, they're way bigger. They have two holes, and then they have a square hole, which I have no clue what that square hole is for. Wow, usually it had, the square hole is with those uh, bolts with the square in there so that it just can't turn. Yeah, Why but the fender mounts fenders? to the two holes here. Yeah, what would those carriage bolts be for, Jake? I think it's for like some kind of like a rack or something. Yeah, like, like a, a sissy bar or something like that. Yeah, although it could I've never have been. You know, those. there's no, no, no real pictures of it's these the early bananas. Mine, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's probably something very simple, but without anything that's attached yeah. to it, you can, your mind can go nuts. Exactly. So, so what's the story with that engine there? It looks like we got a different gas tank and some different parts and pieces. Of the car. Yeah, I was just like trying to throw an engine together to for early bananas because I seen, <laughs> I seen a picture of a one of these. Set it back yet, so you don't have to worry about holding it there. And it had it had a Briggs in it with a front-mounted tank. Okay. So I had this Briggs. It had a, a bottom-mounted tank, and this one had uh, got off of Mac. Oh sure. I went over to Max. Sure. And invaded his place. Richard McGill, GMBR yeah. Hall of Famer. Yep. He's got that swap meet. In fact, he's doing another one in September. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's doing another one. Keep an eye out for that. The Mac Fest. So I found these parts. I found the, the updraft carb, the air cleaner. And See, the, the tank. carb looks like it comes off of Clinton. Yeah, right. Uh, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, man. That's fancy. <laughs> yeah. Hard line, too. Look at that. Yep, yep. hard line. Nice. So uh, basically, I was trying to put, put an engine together to set in it until I could find the original one. And what is the original one on this one? Is it would a be one half? like this. Yeah, okay. Like this, three horse. Yeah. Or three or three and a half? Three. Okay. Well, what if there's anybody out there, what are we looking for, Ed, exactly? A 65 Briggs. 65 Briggs, three horse. Anybody wants to make a little cash? Flat-mounted tank. Flat-mounted tank. I like that hard line. In fact, I'm glad you mentioned that. You don't see those. It's nice, yeah. Yeah. You should keep that, Ed, and swap it over, depending on what else. So, um, tell me. Uh, was this a friend of a friend? Were this this wasn't something that you went on your dailies and, and by the minute search of Craigslist, was it? No, I. I it's funny. I put when the Winber was Sit going. Sit back on, down, you guys. Well, I got to show them the other bike. Okay, well, that's right. We got two. Yeah. Okay. That's the better one. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's more messed up, but hey, OG <laughs> Bonanza. No, I'm telling you, when I saw those bikes, it's like, yeah, I can see why I would get excited. I got about both those. bikes from the same guy. Okay, so that was what I was getting at. You got these from a friend of a friend or what? Uh, acquaintance off of OMB. Okay. Now did this he give one, you a shout out, letting you know, or did he give you a heads up? Or his was name's it already, Engine Tom. And did Engine Tom have these posted, or did he give you an insider? No. He didn't have them posted. So he, he did you. He did you a prop, and he kind of called you up. What happened got, was, I when Winber was going on, right, and I couldn't make it out there. I posted on Facebook one of the uh, threads or whatever you want to call it. Someone find me an early Bonanza. Well, Tom, Engine Tom, was reading that, and he said it, he replied. Engine Tom, did you Wiskowski? <laughs> the guy who won the camshaft? No. That okay. okay. <laughs> the, the different, no, different right. one. I love the names. So he hit me up. <laughs> I know. Engine Tom, man. He, he hit Engine me up <laughs> and, and, and said he had some. So I didn't really pay attention to it. And then... He advertised a taco for sale on Facebook. And then said he had Bonanza parts, this and that, blah, 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 that he was trying to get rid of. So then I PM'd him or whatever you messaged him or whatever you want to call it. You're so trendy. And I said, 
I said, so what do you what do you want for the early bonanza? Can you send some pictures? So he sent me some pictures. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I gotta have it, gotta have it. They they seem pricey. You know when they look that old, that just. Yeah, if I told you what I paid for them, you guys would like kick me out of the garage. No, 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 no. I, I I get it. So what's the other one? This one is like one of the first fifty made. Does it have the badge number on it? There's no badge number, but it's got to be uh, toward the late of the fifth, first 50 because it has badge holes in the front fork. Okay. My friend Jerry, who was on OMB, Custom Car Kid, he has the number one Bonanza that he bought off of Dan Ferrand, who was Mike Ferrand's brother, and Mike Ferrand owned Bonanza. Wow. So... He, Somehow they got in contact with each other through OMB, and Jerry bought the number one Bonanza. Surprised number, they let that go. Yeah, he said after keeping it for 50 years or whatever, it was time for someone else to own it. They are getting up there in age, the, the original owners of Bonanza. Yeah, yeah. so um, his badge originally was stuck on with double-sided tape. Uh, that's not how they came, right? The first one, yes. No, oh, no shit. Before they started to put the rivets in there? Be, yeah, before. So also... Wow. I didn't know that. Also on the front plate, mine is only welded a little bit. Right here on the floor. Yeah, I see. And Jerry's bike is like almost solid all the way down. Why do you but think they, they said changed in the that? Huh, I don't know. Why do you think, Jake? Production. Okay. Faster, yeah. yeah, sure. So pop, pop. this one has the fork just welded a little bit in the front. And it also has holes for a badge. So Jerry told me that it's probably in the one of the late, like maybe 40 to 50. Because the way you can tell, the first 50 was they had this plate for the seat. It's the seat riser. They had a different seat on it. Oh, Okay. Okay, they had a different seat and it came out on this riser. Now, someone had taken this motor plate, which is the original motor plate that fit on it. I cut it off, but originally it had a tilted engine plate. Oh, like the uh, one that's on the. Uh, yeah, flyer? like that. Those and are like jack five degrees, too, right? They're not very much, are they? Well, it's supposedly right. one inch here and two inches here. Okay, yeah, they probably ended up more than five, but yeah. And then it had a jack shaft that ran underneath the motor plate. Under the plate? Yes. That's pretty cool. So when I started looking at the bike, I said, well, that's the stock motor plate. Someone cut the sides off and just laid it flat in the frame. Well, you know, how old are these bikes? 60 sure. years old? Yeah, some Someone, something. Sure. People do weird shit, you know? <laughs> so uh, Jerry's taking some measurements off of his plate. And I have a friend up in uh, like San Francisco area. Right. He's going to make me a new plate. Oh, beautiful. So in the meantime, I cut this one out and I put this uh, owl thread here to hold the frame together. When, it, when I cut it, sometimes they go bink. Sure. Like that. Yep. So I put this in here before I cut it out. And also it had a cutout here. For the chain let's see when you put oh yeah yeah when you when you put the jack shaft in here it's it's like sitting right here you need a cutout yep to clear the plate but this one has been cut out more than it should be but still i i still have this well this is a part of the collecting and you know, I always said that 
in our hopes to pull off our own YouTube show, you know, people say, well, what would you do? It's like, well, it's, you know, the premise of the show would be kind of like American Pickers. And originally it had a, a two-stroke motor in it. A two-stroke? Is that the no, um, I don't know if it is. Looks or a little not. too big. Kind of cool if you look close. There's a you can see the Briggs and Stratton logo. Yeah, but it didn't have a Briggs. It, yeah. had, it, it had a Tecumseh AH58 uh, or a Tecumseh AH60. But Jerry's bike, the very first one, Dan put a, uh, a Power Products uh, AH82 on it. But the rest of them came with the smaller motors. Yeah, finding also, those bikes and then finding them in, in that somewhat close yeah, to original right. condition. Most people, especially those that didn't know, like you're walking by them. You know, it's like, what am I going to do with that thing, right? And then knowing that you could be walking by something mm -hmm. as iconic as what? One of the first 50 made? Mm -hmm. Or in this case, maybe the first 5,000? Before they were called Bonanza, they were called uh, California Cart. Another thing they, that I didn't Dan, know. Or Mike made go-karts. Uh, go and then he wanted to get into the... The trend went from go-karts to minibikes pretty quickly. Right. In the late 60s. And I so think it has the original sticker why. from back then on this uh, seat riser. Oh, I got to look at that afterwards. That's cool. Sticker, so, that's the best part. Yeah. yeah. It's got that sticker on there. Also, on the back here, it's got different uh, plates for that rear axle. They're yeah, cut out here. They're cut out so the axle slides like this, but it gets held in with the same style adjusters that's on this bike. Got it. And yeah, it goes through the, this little little uh, chain adjuster so it's over like here. So like a quick release hub, you know, like some yeah. engineering. And also this one took a Fairbanks Morse drum brake. How hard is it to find one of those, Ed? One of those assemblies, those Fairbanks Morse Five-inch brakes? I don't know. Well, I if you found the bike, I bet you can find the brakes. I have though. a brake for it. Oh, I beautiful. got the brake for it. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> anybody's I, out I there got, listening. I got some wheels for it when I got it, and I got the Fairbanks Morse brake, and I got a sprocket. Well, I bet that um, you hear back, maybe even before the podcast, when somebody's got an old uh, And it brakes. has way more rake in it, too. I don't know. In the yeah, front end on too. the springs, it has springs at the bottom of the fork tubes. Yeah, let's let the Jake spin that around for you. <laughs> Set it up there. Yeah, there we go. We're still able to capture this pretty good, right? Yeah, good. These these are early Bonanza right here, so that's how you can tell. Had the external spring. The rake is a lot more in this bike than a Yeah, the you can see Bonanzas. that, especially from my angle head. Notice how this one is a straight down. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good little finds. Uh, congratulations, Ed. Well, thank you. Did you were they within state or out of state? Merced. Oh, okay, right here in uh, Central California. Yeah, I had to drive like forever to get yeah, them. Yeah, right by Ian. He didn't want to ship them because he was afraid something might get lost. You know, well, half the fun is whatever. going up there and getting them. You know, that's what I was talking about about the premise of the show. It, it would be out. You know, what would an episode be? It would be me and you, or me, you, and so Jake. So I sent a bunch of pictures going and to Jerry. I sent a bunch of pictures to Jerry of both bikes, and he's supposed to send the pictures to Mike to give you more of an idea of what year they are. Right now, I'm guessing because there's no pictures of any bikes. There is, but they really don't say no years on the advertisement. Like, I saw this one on a uh, 66 advertisement was similar to this, but... 
I'll jump you in and help you. You see one with this bike on it. Yeah, and, and we invite anybody that may be listening that could see these. Uh, if you have any information that could be helpful to Ed, by all means, give us some info. In fact, we'll make some. We'll make a nice prize package available for anybody that has a chance to maybe send in some insight on these bikes. We'll put together a, a bunch of CRC product for you. We'll give it away. We'll have Evil Ed autograph a can. <laughs> what is it, like the old Life magazines? Uh, like a, boys life or something yeah, it was called that cub scouts used to get them boys yeah, just life. like you look online and craigslist for bikes just go look at the uh the mini bike uh it's like the materials and promotional literature there's a ton of stuff inside the back of that off that that room there where i store some of the bikes i have some old bonanza ads i don't know if they're going to go that far back you know i think they started like the late 60s early 70s so I, I may have missed out on that but we can get some homework done what do you what do you realistically plan time-wise before you can maybe get one of these things in somewhat of a, a rolling this um, one i'm just going to take my time on i'm not i'm i don't even think i'm going to paint it i'm just going to fix what's oh, wrong I know. You with it just leave it because yeah. i don't want to screw the sticker up in the back yeah. and it had this other go-kart sticker in the front and then um we took a picture of that maybe mike ferrand would kind of know all right that sticker sure. from back then you know that time yeah, yeah, right. And I so. think that that's uh, decal on the back of the riser for the seat could be a telltale sign for someone else as well. Right. That one in the back's the original, right? Yeah, it's the original yeah. sticker. How, how did you say the forks were? The forks? Yeah. Oh, they're so a solid they're tube. And then when it gets to like maybe, maybe like right here, there's a flat uh, strap with an elongated hole in it. So you push it up in there and then you take this bolt out and you push it up in there and you look for the slot then you slide the bolt through the slot and place. that's what holds it from falling out yeah how practical that's one thing they were so smart back then yeah well congratulations again ed on your two little finds there uh on the year again what year you thought this was a 63 i think it was like a 63 and this might be a 65 or a 66. so i was four and five years old when those things were running around in someone's I was backyard and neighborhood i was 10 years was old 10. if this no is a 66. well those look good i knew that you were excited i think you added an exclamation point to your comment when you sent it i know that's a big thing for you uh <laughs> and now that i see them i can see why I mean, they're kind of crusty looking, and you know, a lot of people are like, ah, that's too crusty. But you know, they're 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 OG bonanzas. They're one of the yes, first man. ones made. No, it's it. They're perfect for Evil Ed collection. Are you kidding me? If you bought anything clean and shiny here, I throw you out. <laughs> Looks great. Congrats on that, man. All right, thank you, guys. Yeah, once again, guys, if you have any information that you can maybe share with Evil Ed on his uh, new bonanza finds, uh, genuine barb finds. Yeah, I really like the uh, that that sprocket there where the jack shaft would go again it looked like a camshaft uh sprocket on there good stuff Ed. <laughs> good stuff original so jumbo jr sawtooth tires on this one up front and back yeah you gotta get a picture in there of those that's pretty cool i haven't seen any like that turn that towards me Eddie. let me take a peek oh yeah that pattern oh you i haven't seen that pattern yeah yeah maybe you can get a little close up on that so good stuff ed yeah, genuine thanks. genuine bonanza collectibles yep. it makes me feel bad about my late 60s early 70s now i feel like i've sold out <laughs> uh we've got myron bailey coming up with the uh detroit motor city minute brought to you by <laughs> studs hardware and power sports uh from what i hear there's a big event happening in detroit uh this coming weekend they always got something going on there i had a chance to spend some time with my good buddy calman carisi from detroit he came up with in fact oh yeah 
in homage. Is that how you say it? I'm wearing this in honor of you, Calman. Is this the shirt that you saw that you liked? I like it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Calman, send one for Jake Moe. He doesn't Thanks. like to ask twice. <laughs> uh, what size are you, Jake? You're uh, large? large, yeah. Yeah, he's a large. Calman uh, has come to both of the Roadkill Zip Tie Drags representing the mini bike industry. He brought Nitro 44. His last bike that he brought was an old Rutman that was his first bike. And it was um, cobbled together. He had an old flathead that he stuck in there. And when, when you're at that car show, there's a variety of vehicles there. You know, let's face it, out of the hundreds of cars that are, uh, vehicles that are there, most of them are cars, and then all these mini bikes start popping up. Kalman started it all off by bringing his Nitro 44, and because we're all fans of mini bikes as well, Alana particularly, uh, there was a lot of coverage. And so he's been getting, now they're kind of, it's like they swat him like flies now. He's around all the time. <laughs> you know, we're so used to Kalman coming to the event, and he'll be with us on August the 12th as we invade uh, Woodward Boulevard for the uh, Roadkill Nights. Uh, it's a week before the Woodward Dream Cruise, just to avoid any confusion on that. Uh, I think there's an entry fee for spectators. It's minimal. It's like five bucks, and it's hard to get in now. Uh, unlike the last Roadkill Night event, it was pretty much open to everybody. Uh, we don't have the ability to take everybody who's interested in coming as a drag racer. So it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Calman calls me up. He's like, Joe, I didn't make it. It's They, they, they cut it off. It's like... You don't need no stinking registration. Just show up, Calman. Just show up. We'll take care of him. So we're going to take care of uh, Calman. I think he's picking me up in Detroit when I arrive next, whenever the hell it is. And we're going to go maybe uh, check out a few folks there. I'm hoping I can go see um, the little Indian guys, Frank. Micarina. Micarina. Micarina, yes. Uh, I'd like to, to see him. He did so, so, so much for the... And still continues to through Allied Leisure Corporation, which is Little Indian's contemporary name. Uh, I still have one of their uh, their frames and bikes that's never had any fluid or oil or gas in them that I'm going to hold on to. It's not an OG one, so I'm keeping an eye out because I love those little, really, really small Little Indians. I have one of the newer three-piece or two-piece frames and kits. Uh, but Little Indian... To me, that's about as iconic of a, of a name and brand within the mini bike in, industry as, as well as some of the other popular brands like Bonanza or Taco, for example. Little Indian has always had that, that notoriety. I love that logo, too. You know, with the Taco logo, is still one of my all-time favorites. But the Little Indian one, that, that was pretty cool, too, you know? Yeah, they had a lot of cool stuff back They then. still do. Uh, I get the sense that there's some compatibility with those bikes and the Rutmans. I'm not sure who... I think the Rutman guys who came around a little bit later probably stole the few I cues off the. I read a story l- on some of that or something. One of them pissed one of them off or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I had I heard. Think, uh, like Rutman and then the Mickey Thompsons and the Augies, they're all kind of the same too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they all kind of came from the same. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think those bikes come in like a second tier. Right. Where you had the original guys, the Bonanzas, the Little Indians, and yep. the Tacos. They all came out that's, with their that's deal. That's the second wave that came through. Yes, those are the guys who saw the bikes <laughs> yeah. and got incentivized or got excited or maybe in their mind whether they wanted to increase the thickness of the tubes that were used, whether they had a different idea about power plants or setups, uh, the evolution of the suspension. Yep. You know, finally went from a, a scrub brake, which they were traditionally you know, using early on. Um, so that was nice to see those guys over at Detroit. Uh and I look forward to seeing him again on August the 12th for the Roadkill Zip Tide Drags. There's a guy out there, too. Uh, I think his name's Chris uh, Maloche. Mm. But he has a he has a cool dual-engine drag bike, and it has nitrous and stuff on it. Really? Yeah, it has dual Predators, and they're all built up. 
It's supposed to be pretty fast. It's supposed to be like a 90 mile an hour eighth hmm. deal. They, without a question, they being the guys from Detroit, have, from what I've seen, not only at the events, but what I've seen on the social media, they are, they are really about going fast. Oh, man, yeah. They're big out there. Yeah. And I know, because I have seen what we're capable of and what we do out here on the West Coast, and although I have a lot of respect for what's happening in Detroit, I still know that when push comes to shove, we've got it going on out here. But yep. it seems to be now getting to a point where there's some – It's the, the scales are balancing, and there's uh, – you know, there's 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 a lot of good talent out there, and there's a lot of guys that really are very good builders. They're very good engine guys, and they're innovative as well. I see uh, some of these bikes where they're unbelievable. It looks like it looks like this is the work of. Yeah, they're, a, they're trying a lot more things than we are. That's for sure. I seen a guy that even uh, took a like a dirt bike engine gear case, cut it off, welded it up, and then adapted it to like a backwards Predator. So the Predator faced forward, but it had a like a five or six speed gearbox, and the guy was just shifting, going down the street, shifting it, and it was it was running pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, like, you know, man, you know the guy's trip. working out of his garage. I thought about that a long time ago, and I was like, oh, somebody finally did it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you know that they're not working in elaborate shops. No. You know they're probably looking around for a half inch socket, just yeah. like we do. Yeah. Motor laying around. Hey, I can use some parts off that. <laughs> yeah, there, there there seems to be that too, where they're not just running. You know, I know those guys really support buying new products. Yeah. You ever see a picture from Studs Hardware? There's, it's like a deli in New York. It's like nine yep. deep. Oh yeah. People trying to get their shit, and <laughs> you know, I, I, I walls I, packed full of stuff. Yeah, yeah. full bikes and product everywhere. Yep. And there was a time where I kind of saw that in my deals. Like, man, brick and mortar, have a nice building. We'd have bikes there. We'd have complete rollers. We'd have, and then it's like, you know what? It's California. Yep. It's too expensive. It's too expensive to have a shop. I go down to a little downtown Montrose. Oh, I, me and my wife, we walk around there, and it's like, man, I got to have a shop down here. Just a small little building. And then it's like, you know what's going to happen. All the all the bullshit that goes along with it. Who's going to come in and rob you for a crack hit? Who's going to break in through the fucking roof to steal your shit? It's like, I don't want to go through all that. But at some point, at some point, um, we've got to get these Detroit guys, as well as our L.A. guys, together. We've got to get them together at a place where, because the majority of them are like me and you and like Myron. You know, we're we're not necessarily like Jake where we're building bikes from scratch or, you know, tearing apart and rebuilding motors during our lunch break. You know, Ed, you and I will get together, we'll bolt down, we'll do our little deal. I know your capabilities are, 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 are deep enough where you could do everything that I just mentioned, but... Most of the guys are pretty much buying their engine, bolting it in, and bolting on some parts, and keeping their finger crossed that the bike runs on Saturday for a couple hours, right? Yeah. So I want to attract all those guys, yet also see if we can put together a group of, I don't know, 20 of all the go-fast guys, all the guys that really just want to build badass drag bikes. And I would like to see if we could go 100 miles an hour. I really, I really would like to do that. And I've, I've talked about that before. And I have what I think is something pretty exciting that uh, I've been working on. And it has to do with doing just this. Uh, it'd be the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Top Gun Challenge. And ultimately, we would look to go 100 miles an hour. That would be the long-term goal. And at each of these opportunities and races, 
we would pit bikes, and I'd need your help, in different categories, whether it's pull start category, whether it's a small block category, whether it's a big block category or unlimited, and you would sign up. I think the entry fee for the events would be very similar to what you pay now, 20, 25 bucks just to register, and you would be in a specific class, depending on how you were entering, and then you would be matched up about with those same type bikes, and it'd be one of those single elimination. You know, you'd have a test and tune opportunity for you the night before. Uh, you know, I always talked about having a place where we can ride and then test and tune and then go have a beer and camp out and wake up and not have to worry about being at some track. You're already there. You fire the bike up. You get a cup of coffee. You drop the kids off at the <laughs> pool. You go get that bike. And somewhere within that day, you're going to go maybe two or three times down the track. You're going to be heads up against your first competitor, single elimination. You go, you know, it's kind of like that. So are you, are you talking 100 miles an hour at the track? No, that's the long-term goal. Wide open. A quarter mile. Quarter mile. At some point, whether it was this year's race or next year's race, our quest at the very end is to see if we can get a bike to 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Would we do that the first event that we throw? We might. Who knows? They're getting close, man. Yes. They're in the close. 90s all day. Yep. You got it. So, so, so... I don't want someone to have issues making the 100 mile an hour attempt the biggest accomplishment for the day. I want them to I want them to to go into this trying to go as fast as they can and then we'll tweak it. Then we'll tweak it. And if we can get to 100 miles an hour, that would be great because that would give us the takeoff pad and the launching pad to really get some notoriety. Along the way, I've always needed a media partner that can help fan the fire, and it looks like we have one who's interested in what we're doing, the guys from at Roadkill. So everyone says, hey, you guys ought to come out here. Come out to Detroit, we'll show you. Or, hey, come out to California. We'll East Coast, West Coast. So guess what? Talk's cheap. Uh, I'm hoping that we can make it different and make it a reality. And uh, I have had some preliminary conversations with some folks that matter. And they're going to have a conversation with a few track owners that um, would give us the blessing. One of them I have my mind on. And then it's just simply a matter of, uh, you know, covering your bases with expenses and liability and costs and all that stuff. But the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Top Gun Challenge. Top uh, Gun. Yeah, I think that's something that we can all get behind and support. And Ed, I'm going to need your help already, I'm telling you right now. And Jake Moe, I'd look for you guys to help me out. Uh, how are we doing, Are we getting close to our halftime break? All right, so... Um, Already? Yeah, quick, huh? It kind of goes by quick. Right. Uh, hey, a little bit later on... It was just getting right? started. <laughs> well, uh, we still got some time before we go to the break. And when we come back from the break, uh, again, we're going to take a look at some of the... Maybe some of the comments and questions that folks may have about the judging. And then the second half, we'll really get into the judging after we get entertained by Myron. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, we're going to try to double it up. As we get into August and September... We're going to get into two podcasts every two weeks. Are we? Yeah, uh, as we lead up to the show. And we also have gotten really lucky because so far, like this is really great. I'm not hot at all. No, this is nice. Uh, I don't know how we're doing with our audio connections and our video connections. I'm assuming everything's uh, kind of standard fare now, not unlike what we had last week. Non-melted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, melted I, threw that, I threw out the, the, the extension cord the other day, and I saw that. It reminded me of it. But we may be at a place where we're just we're busting at the seams. You know, uh, and this cozy little haunt that we have here may have to get uh, replaced with a, a larger uh, studio. 
but you know, I don't know. Just one of those things where our, our progress is, is forcing the change, right? Yeah. So uh, we look forward to talking to Myron Bailey, uh, who's going to be bringing us the Motor City Minute live from Detroit. There was a, a gentleman that um, is a friend of a lot of the Detroit mini bikers. His name is uh, Nick Diaz, not the UFC fire, but uh, a cool guy who has been uh, racing and building bikes and engines for the longest time in the Detroit scene. He's raced around Thunderdome and he's raced on the ice. He's a young guy, he's a good looking guy, and it's a shame because uh, he was involved in a really nasty mini bike accident recently. Not that one. No. Oh. Yeah, that that's a that's a, a guy that w- went down a, a, like a few weeks ago. Said he got hit. I think. Yeah. That was, that was scary. That was where. That was scary. Those photos were way too graphic yeah. for me. I mean, yep. short of seeing that guy's brain. Yep. Uh, but that was a very graphic example of what happens without a helmet. Nick was wearing full helmet, jacket, and pants. And if you see the helmet, you can see the the scrape where it's the whole side of the flip-down mask, the whole side of the helmet. It tore through elbow and knees on the pants. And I say this lightly, but it's it's really good news. He only shattered his collarbone. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, and and it could have been a lot worse. And he knows that because he's fallen down before really badly and had over 100 stitches, I understand. He got out like 100 feet, huh? Got squirrely. Yeah, got Flip. sideways. Yeah. Um, and I think he was going close to, I don't know how fast he was going. but He was he was picking up quick. Yeah. yeah. So a, a special shout out to you, Nick, as you sit there in your hospital bed somewhere. Get well, Nick. Get well, buddy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to send in, a, I'm gonna send in a, a woman of the night for you to tuck you in. <laughs> uh, we'll use the same code as we did last time, Nick. And uh, tell her just to... We'll take care of that through PayPal. Um, <laughs> have a good night over there. Uh, happy ending, sweet dreams, all that good stuff. Yeah. It's a little compliment from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. We could have sent you flowers, but anybody can do that shit. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. I wanted to uh, give a shout-out to um, D Revis. D's tooling around with, like, some new D. Scion. Yeah. What? Yeah, he's getting all, you know. A Scion. Yeah, he's, he's moving on up. He's hustling, baby. He's out there making stuff happen. <laughs> uh, and D would be another good guy. To not only help promote the potential Top Gun Challenge, Dee's one of those guys who went out there with me to Tucson Dragway for yep. the zip tie drags. Dee's a writer. He's all over the place, man. Plus, he's a yeah. great socialist. You know, he's out there covering things. You know, you, you know when the Christmas tree light f- from yep. from Dee's there that you know that's where you want to be. So shout did out to, our, to uh, Dee. Our aqueduct ride we did not too long ago. No, did you have a video out? Yeah, D D posted it. Oh yes, I did. When out. he yeah. came back, when yeah, he when cool. he came out there with you, yeah, you had a roper. Yep. So why hasn't anybody bought your roper? I don't know. I decided just not to sell it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I was going to suggest that. I was like, nobody's going to give me money for it. I'm just going to keep it. I would yeah. see these piece of shit bikes that people would have on. And it, it's a it's your a guy nice with a $1,500 fake Bonanza. You know, <laughs> I see these bikes for $900. Yeah. The guy with a Manko for 800 It's like you have a Jake Moe assembled. Yeah. Uh, what is it? At? That's a that's a Raptor a motor? What's on it? 71 roper. It has a, a GX200. <clears throat> Actual Honda motor. It has a little cam and carb and everything. For six hundred fifty dollars, it. it's like yeah. if if I you sat on it, the they best. should have charged it six hundred fifty dollars. Let alone a, a dependable running bike. Exactly. I can take that thing anywhere, and it runs perfect I'll, every time I jump on it. So you just First finally that one day up. you said, you know what? 
Yeah, I was like, I, I, don't I was going to put it towards another project, but no one wants to give me money, so I was like, I'll just keep this thing. It's too nice. Twice I wanted to buy it. One time I, <laughs> I talked to you about it, and yeah. then from then whenever I'd see it on Craigslist, it's like, that's my bike. I got to just have it somewhere because it's Jake's bike. Yeah, it's a cool vintage, like all there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the color reminded me of the Scleroderma color yeah. as well. It was that same one. And who knows? Maybe there's there's the tie-in. Yeah, maybe there's a tie-in there. So who knows? Maybe we can get you to sell it to us again. Um, Ed, congrats again on the bikes, the two Bonanzas. I don't know that I've... Have I got any new mini bikes lately? Well, did you see the little micro Temecula Bob bike? Yeah, that thing's cool. <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> uh, Papa Smurf uh, helped me out. He came over and bought some parts while I was here. I put him to work. We've got the Temecula uh, Bob longer bike there. I stuck in one of the... Um, oh, that was the motor that came out of the Frioli that we ended up converting into the CRC oh, giveaway bike. So I took that motor out, and we put back in the Clinton. Oh, incidentally, the red CRC Frioli. There's my beautiful daughter. I love her. Did you see her when she walked in? <laughs> yeah. I love her. She got two new cats. Huh? She got two new cats. Cats? Yeah. How are they getting along with the dogs? Well, she doesn't live here. So they have their own little place. And I'm not a cat guy. They make me sneeze. Oh. They make me scratch. They make my head blow up. My lips blow up. Yeah. And I was really concerned that that was going to happen when I saw them. So last night I had the formal introduction. I'm fine. My lips aren't puffed up. I'm not scratching. <laughs> and I've got two grandkids now. Yep. There you go. Lucko or Lucko. Lucky and Uno. <laughs> Uno? Yeah. Lucky and Uno. I hope they don't come over here and eat my dogs. My dogs <laughs> yeah. are smaller than the cats, right? Oh, yeah. So congrats, Nicole, on your two little kittens. And... Um, yeah, we're um, we're looking forward to uh, a good show. October the 14th, it's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion at CV Park, brought to you by Pioneer. Uh, I want to thank the folks from CRC, Campbell Automotive, Honda of Glendale, uh, the Scleroderma folks. Uh, you know, that's a that's a that's an organization that we uh, fully support here at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. And we have a few other sponsors that continue to be a part of it. Uh, F&B Racing, our friends at Go-Kart USA as well. And I just talked to the guys at Green Filters. You know, the guy who owns Green Filter also owns Ground Force, which is the suspension company. And they also own a company that sells liners. You know, that kind of liner business, the inserts into truck beds, that's kind of gone away. And the whole lowering thing, it's kind of come and gone. It's all Line-X now. Yeah, which, which is what I use, <laughs> yeah. the spray and stuff. Yep. No offense, Mark. But the Green Filter line is really doing well. Right. And I noticed that it's very popular with our scene. So I started talking to him about these potential races and you know when 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 part manufacturers in the automotive industry here racing, their their ears light up. So I think we can really get some good sponsor support. Hey, it's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. We're going to stop for a short pause for the cause. We're going to take a break. We're going to read some emails. We're going to be giving away the Iski Cam Bump from stick. Small Engines Cam. This is again, guys. Everybody talks about going fast, and I'm going to buy a pipe, and I'm going to buy this. You ain't doing shit till you get a cam. <laughs> you know. Uh, we're going to match up a cam as well as some valves and a new head. I just got that from my buddy Ian over at CB Mini Bikes. Let's see it. We're going to dress up Frankenstein. Bam. Yeah. It's a nice piece. Yeah. So uh, if you'd like to get your hands on a camshaft and really find out what it takes to go fast, it's small engine cams. Uh, Tim, thank you for the continued support. He's our one-stop shop here. Tim's a good guy. He's a great What's guy. What's up, Tim? Timmy. <laughs> Answer uh, your emails. Answer your emails. So get in line. Answer the phone. All right, it's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Podcast number six, season two. Season two. Brought to you by that. Pioneer Car Audio. We'll see you guys in a few.
There you go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the second half of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast, Episode 6, Season 2. We are with uh, Jake Moe, Mini Bike Builder Extraordinaire, and we also have uh, a good friend of Jake's. You know, I got to tell you, do you go with a Miha? Do you go with a MyJ? Is it Mija? Muja? It's like Sibrigandio. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yep. But it's Mija or MiJ. Maje. Maje. See, now you threw another one in there. <laughs> now, if you spell it That's out, M-A-Y-A-J, it's still complicated. Yep. But anyways, we're going to bring him in a little bit later on. He's got a couple things going on with this little cool promotion on Instagram. Built mini bikes. Yep. And it's pretty popular from what I hear. So we'll, we'll squeeze in him a little bit later on in the second half and we'll find out what's happening there. Cool deal. Uh, we talked a little bit about you taking on the judging role at upcoming yep. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, October the 14th, brought to you by Pioneer. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting all excited about it. You know, during the break, Linda comes out here and treats us with her little side dishes. Today we had a little sausage roll. Thank you, Linda. She doesn't listen. Oh, there she is. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> so thanks for that. Nicole just left. She helped out. But uh, one of the one of the coolest segments that we have incorporated within our show is based largely around the popularity of the mini bike scene in Detroit, but also the popularity of one unique individual who goes by the name of Myron Bailey. Oh man, I love this guy. He is not only a genuine motorbike motorbike a mini bike enthusiast, but he's also one of the funniest cats around. And I want to welcome to the podcast. What's happening, Myron? Myron! There he is. <laughs> that has got to be one of the most famous sayings. Myron, what happens like when you're walking around, you, you go into a store, you go into the convenience store, you're going to have lunch. Are people recognizing you? Are they starting to get the fever? The fever. Go ahead. That's all right. <laughs> he knew you. <ya. laughs> well, look. Well, it's the love that we have for you, too. You know, you're a funny guy. Hey, there's been a lot happening in the mini bike scene in Detroit. I mentioned that we had Kalman, as well as his son, Jason, uh, the Carisi boys from Detroit. They came up to the Roadkill event. We're going to be in town, and I'm going to see you, I think, Wednesday, the 10th. But there's so much happening in that Detroit scene, and you're so much of a part of it. Tell us what's happening there. I understand that. Uh, Eric and the folks at Studs Hardware and Power Sports have an event coming up this weekend. Could you give us the inside, Skinny? Can you hear us, Myron? He's freezing up on me, E. 
That's his connection, though. Hey, Myron, tell us about the upcoming event back there. Yeah, there's a website as well as a very active Facebook page for Studs Hardware and Power Sports. The event is a one-day deal. So then is it a Friday-Saturday or is it a Friday-Saturday-Sunday event? I hear that Eric puts on a good show. Is that true? You know, I'm looking forward to seeing Eric, and I hope as well as having the chance to see you, Calman, if I get to Eric and then get to Little Indian, that would make a really nice trip for me coming up in August. <laughs> Calman Calman was riding his bike it wasn't a Nitro 44 it was that original Rutman and he asked me he's like hey do you want to ride the bike it's like dude not only am I working but I have a torn shoulder labrum the worst thing that can happen is I fall down at work on a mini bike after I'm preaching about wearing helmets and wearing jackets I could just see the headlines. Mini bike event producer crashes without helmet. So I didn't want to do any of that. But I did get a really good feeling that the small group that we've created, the small little windstorm, is starting to have a little action. And we're, we're creating a tornado. And I'm not going to be able to do it with having you guys from Detroit being a big part of it.
I love the fact that it can all get together. I mean, when you see 30, 40 guys on a Friday night all together, smiling, partying a little bit, catching up a little bit, that's life at its best. And then having the mini bikes also be a part of that fun, yet totally dismissing life by riding around in those bikes at night, in the dark, halfway stone, no helmet, no gloves. All you got to do is make a little bit of an adjustment. You know, I've told many of the guys here that if they didn't have a helmet and it was because maybe they they financially couldn't find the money to do that, that we've got helmets. But I see guys, and I know they got more money than I do, and they still ain't wearing helmets or gloves, and they don't care because they want to look cool. Those are the guys that I'm trying to appeal to. It's like, get a helmet on, get some gloves on, because you know you had so much fun you want to do it the next weekend, right? And you see life in its truest form in your daily job. And you know how precious that is. So who knows, Myron? Maybe you have a, a legitimate platform that when you tell these guys wear a helmet, you see the folks that would do anything to get an extra day or an extra breath, let alone an extra weekend. So be safe out there, right? Swerved. Yeah, he swerved right in front of the other guy. <clears throat> that, that's the way those guys drive down there. And those are our local guys. They're our local up-and-comers. Yes. And I do think those are all level-headed, pretty smart Young dudes. I mean, they assemble the bikes. They they've got to have two brains inside their head. You would, you would think sometimes, but then you wonder if they have any brains at all when you see them doing like they're doing. Uh, not only no helmets, but no jacket. God knows Short they don't have pants. any boots on. Short pants. Yeah. Sandals. They're they're gonna get <laughs> fucked up, and I hate to see that, but it's just inevitable. What happened to you, Myron? You referred to that accident several times. What happened? Oh. How long did it take you to recover from that? <laughs> Love this guy. Were they worried about what? You were going to try to break out of the hotel room or are you going to wake up and kill a nurse? Oh, the hospital room. 
Yeah, they want to keep you there. Sure. Well, you know the inside behind the hospital hustle. They give you the good drugs? (laughs) (laughs) I know if I was a doctor walking around and I saw you roll in, I'd be the first one to treat you and I'd be breaking out all the good stuff. Hey, so what's in the background there? You turn into Picasso? Artist right there. Oh, that's you. That's right, baby. You know, Myron, whatever you start's going to blow up. <laughs> yeah, baby. Get us on the train. <laughs> You're right. Here's the thing. And isn't it nice that as you get older, you take that approach? You know, when you're younger, man, somebody steals something from you, it's game on, right? You don't want to be nice. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to give them a lesson. You want to fucking crack them over the head and take your bike back. As you get older, it's more important to try to give the thief, instead of a backhand, you give them a little bit of advice. You try to look him right in the eye and tell him the shit ain't right for a lot of reasons. And although we are prepared to kill your sorry ass, we're going to give you another chance and maybe even invite you to come on a ride next time. And if you ask to borrow the bike, who knows? I may have even let you borrow the bike. You didn't have to steal it, though. I've had a couple guys recently. Who was it? Uh, Dwayne or Dane Walton. And I think my boy Corona Irving, as well as D. You know, guy's got his garage door open in Southern California on a weekend. <laughs> Probably goes inside. To do what, you know, maybe check something. He comes outside, his mini bike's gone. Shortly after, it's on Craigslist. Oh, it was? Yeah. And, you know, they they found the guy. They called him up. They let the cops know. The cops could care less. Yeah. And then they had to independently continue on like detectives to try to go get the bike and get it back from the guy where anything could happen. But it's a shame because it takes balls to be a thief. And take somebody's stuff out of their own house. That's just not right. But I guess these mini bikes are so cool. People do whatever they want to get their hands on them, right? Or go to... Or you can roll over to Studs uh, Hardware. They had those big boy bikes. You know, like those Bajas bikes? You know, the big fat tires? Yeah. Some pull start Baja Chinese. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're 700 bucks. 
you give Eric three hundred bucks down, you make some carp, you make some payments like a carp, and you got a mini bike. You don't have to rob one. Very good point. What else is happening in Detroit besides the big event at Milan that uh, the folks at Studs are putting on this weekend on Friday? What else is happening? You guys got any rides planned? My motto is we leave no man behind. When we, I don't care if you and your band and you're trying to travel to another spot, we don't want to leave no man behind because that's our motto as far as riding together as a clique. That's the fellowship. I mean, you got the fast bikes, you got the mid-sized fast bikes, you know, and the slow bikes. Just, just, just get your fun in and be safe. You know, and I ain't gonna lie, um, I have not been unsafe, you know, all the time I've ridden my bike, but you know, I want to implement that to everybody. Well, that's a very good suggestion, and it's pretty evident of just the type of guy that you are, Martin. You know, fun first, but always have a place for everybody. I'm hoping that maybe, I don't know, we're gonna do a podcast twice in August. One of them will more than likely be as soon as we get back from the big uh, roadkill event in Pontiac on the 15th. So maybe you can get a hold of our buddy Kalman and see if we can maybe get him on the next show. And I'll see you on the 10th of August. And until then, keep up all those great posts. Keep up all those entertaining Facebook videos. And thank you for being a small part of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion and handling the Detroit Motor City Minute brought to you by Studs Hardware and power sports. Okay. Uh, See ya, Myron. Later, buddy. You got a few shout-outs you want to give? Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Nicholas D. (laughs) Lehman Hicks. I want to give a shout-out to Eric Shingles, Cody Mount, all of the people that have been through the strawberry land of falling. And in recovery and trying to come back from that and be safer. Well, I want to reinforce that with uh, a shout out to some of the other local guys there. Uh, Kevin Blakeman, uh, Billy Powell, your buddy Lamont Hicks, as well as who's the other dude that's always on the Detroit Post? His name is slipping me, but I'll remember it next time. Myron, thank you for putting together the Motor City Minute. We'll look forward to catching up with you the next time. And I'll give you a shout-out on the cell phone probably tomorrow afternoon, and we'll catch up like we always do. Okay, brother? Yes, sir. One time and a D as well as Kelly. Well, with a flick of the wrist.
We're off to the second part of the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast. Thank you so much, Byron. Byron, I just changed your name. Myron, thanks for the help, and we'll look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Later. My man, Myron Bailey, bringing us the Detroit Minute. Those headphones are kind of cool. Thanks. All right. Um, Thanks. Something about that guy. He's, he just he belongs in California. You know, that bring Myron, him out here, man. Yeah. So uh, that was Myron Bailey once again. Uh, it's uh, the, this Friday, uh, Milan Dragway. Uh, the Studs guys are putting on a nice show. If you think you want to go down the drag strip and maybe just show off your mini bike, check that out. That's going to be really cool. I just love those events. Like he said, they only have a window of about three months to ride those bikes. They're going to be freezing their nuts off by the time September rolls around. So get it in now while you can, everybody. Uh, and we're going to go back to. Uh, to our planned uh, subject and topic here, and it's about uh, judging. Here you go. You can unplug these so uh, we don't have that feedback. Thank you. So, Jake, here's what I had had, and Ed, you may have even helped me with this originally. Uh, one guy had said, you know, you don't really have a, um, a limit on CCs. Well, with the exception of the Groms and the Hondas, uh, you know, they take those Groms from a one 25 or a 150 cc engine and they put big bore kits on them but right around 200 cc's in my view and even 200 was kind of pushing it the only reason why i had 200 is because i just bought a 200 <laughs> yeah there you go but uh you know i didn't have a limit or special classes for pull start i didn't have one for a quote-unquote small block or a drag bike all we did is had a top 10 and where anything went right originally i had had a class for z50s and ct70s and for groms and for u.s vintage and then i had a catch-all which was other which was for like anything you know a guy would show up with a go-kart or a bar stool you know how to yeah. put him right but you know you know the show you've been coming for a while right i think that this top 10 that i had created just kept it simple for me yep and because the judging and the, the quantitative formula for judging that so many of these big shows put up, I want to know part of that. I, and I, I needed it simple. I'm a simple guy. So here's what I used. I used a system where Ed, as well as whoever else would be helping us, um, we had uh, our friends from OMB uh, join us last time and help us out. I've had other folks uh, that I knew that had helped originally, and that just didn't work out. So we crafted a sheet that could help the judges. And it, it had scoring categories that ranged from engine, uh, use of aftermarket parts, paint, quality of workmanship, and detail. And then there was like an other. There was a plus and minus and an accumulative point total. Other can be like all the little stuff, like your hardware used and you got different it. little the detail stuff. Boy, if somebody strapped yeah. a turbo onto one of these things, yeah. you know. Accessories. It, it, you got it. I mean, it, some guy could create a, an illuminated, you know, LED light setup. There, people have different ways they go about building bikes. Yeah. And so the other was, again, another simple way for us to categorize some shit that we never thought of. Right. But I thought when I look at your bike, I, I kind of look at it aesthetically. You know, it doesn't have to be shiny, especially we're in a day and age where that's cooler and the whole roadkill thing is, is the cool thing. Right. Know, the, the whole shiny, glossy paint. But you know, I didn't automatically want to take and transform the fact that bikes that were nice and shiny 
weren't cool all of a sudden. It's like I, I love a, a good looking bike. Like I look at that Indian, and it's like I, I like that nice paint. I like yep. that shiny chrome. Nice vintage look. Yeah. So the paint to me, and Ed, you're a painter. Yeah. You know, having the paint as a part of the well that you use to to to, to draw from was was important. So I I do think aesthetics. You know, guys, wheels. You know, just clean. Everything's nice. Need a rat rod category. Yeah. There you go. There's a good suggestion. We'll write that so down. I was, I was thinking. I was even talking to Maje a little bit about it. Like, if you have, you know, if, if you have a bike that's in like the best of show running, or like, you know, something like that, and then you have a drag bike. See, the rat rod know, category yeah. will give the person still, with a, a not a nice bike a chance to win. You know. Yeah, you should still like consider all the, <clears throat> you know, the paint and the function and all that stuff in both of those categories, but. I think when you're looking at a drag bike, you know, function and stuff like that should be more weight in that category. Yes, they would be more yeah. engineered and design focused right, right. compared to cosmetics yeah, for a, a drag, drag bike. bike. It has to work. It yes. has to be safe. It has to have the right stuff on it. A rat rod bike category would be the rattier the better. Yeah. I want to see yeah. bobby pins and different toothpicks. things that you use. Yeah. Sure. The, the artistic details and stuff that you use when you go about something like that so do i hear that maybe what we're talking about is getting away from like a, a top 10 which is all inclusive oh, yeah, and maybe yeah. goes for some categories huh yeah, yeah so let's I talk think, about that i think let's, even like coming through coming through the gate like even like on your card uh-huh you should you know have a checklist and then like whoever's coming in like knowing their bike goes into this category well we would have the categories you know I mean? posted in yeah. advance Emmanuel, who's been updating the website in fact our website is updated recently included the the date <laughs> as well as a blog you have to click on the blog icon okay. uh, to, to to hear it and I, I wrote out and covered what i thought could be maybe like 12 topics with a quick paragraph or two and it talked about some of these things and we could we could really lead with that now we can update it where we would tell them essentially how the the the, the new judging would work out yeah by category uh as well so they'd all be able to know what they're vying for before they get there so if we could stay on that for a second um the categories in fact, what I'd like to do, if I could, for one second, is give you an idea of what I was hoping to do. You, you mentioned it when they first come in. You know, for those of you who've been to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which again is October the 14th at CV Park in beautiful La Crescenta, and brought to you by Pioneer. If I say that one more frigging time, my head will spin. <laughs> uh, when you come into the venue, which is a beautiful backdrop, you know, I hope you guys still like it. I, I love that park. Yeah, I love fun. it. It's fun. I, yeah. I heard there was some bears over there recently, so I like it just <laughs> oh, really? a little bit less. Yeah, but. Uh, when you first come in, it goes from a you know open parking lot, open registration area to a very like a, a small fine, tunnel yeah. mm -hmm. to get in, which is a perfect capture because it funnels everybody in there. Yep. What I wanted to do for the ease of the judges is that when you first come through the other side of that little tunnel, that there's a ramp, and the bike is rolled up on a ramp and it's placed right there visually. It stays there. At that point, the judges can view it from a table. Yep. They can walk around it. What I don't want to do is have the bike owner dress up the judges. I want the bike to be dropped off, and I want the owner maybe picking up his goodie bag. Right. Uh, I don't want to hear... I had a guy that came to my show, an older guy, that leading up to the show, man, he would email me a thousand times, and he's working on his bike, and he's really excited, and he's, he's got this bike going, and he's waiting for this part to come in. And I was pulling for him, hoping all his parts came in and hoping that he made it. And he did. And he showed up and he was a total asshole. Um, literally. You're pulling on my shirt. Uh, Joe, I haven't seen any judges. Hey, Joe, the judges look at my... It's like, dude, 
I don't know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you fill out, oh, I've got my card. I, I, five minutes later, you know, I'm out there thanking everybody. Uh, Joe, Joe, I haven't seen the judges. It's like, he didn't win anything. He had some lame ass, um, not a Thule trooper, but something like that. Um, what the fuck was it? You know, it was one of those utilitarian bikes. It looked tote okay. Yeah, it was a tote goat, exactly. It had more screen on it, more screen mesh on it than mini bike. It was like the most utilitarian, god awful bike. But look, and in that class, if we had a utilitarian industrial class, you know, put him up against a John Deere tractor, he may have fucking won. But the fact is, he was not a top 10 guy. And all he did, including asking for his money back, which I told him no. Yeah, you know, it's like, dude, you gave me like, you had four bikes. I already gave him a discount. And then I gave him like goodie bags that were worth more than his mini bike. And I all but told him that. But it got, you know, it really turned me off. And I I realized that, you know, that shouldn't have been my, my mindset. I should have taken it for what it was, was just that the judging's important. Yep. That oh, these yeah. guys, no matter if it was him and his tote goat, or somebody else with a brand new bike, a, a Jake Mo built from scratch, or somebody that just bought one of these Coleman bikes. You know, th to them, that's a big thing. Yeah. So the judging now needs to get to that place, which is why you're here. So they have this ramp. The owner goes away. He doesn't have a chance to tell you that his father and him built it, and his father just died in some car accident and tried to work the sentimental vote. You know, or or the whole. Hey, check out this. Check out yeah. that. Like we it, don't want to hear a twenty-minute. Yeah, bike comes in. We should be able to. We should be able to spot it, and you know, not have you come to us to. Yes. Now let me <laughs> ask you guys both, Ed, uh, as well as Jake. Legitimately, a bike. A guy walks in. He's already filled out his form. He rolls his bike up on the ramp. Now the bike's here, just like we're looking at your Bonanza. How much time do you think you need to really evaluate that bike based on maybe our four or five categories? What's going to take us? A couple minutes. Yeah. Easy deal, right? Yeah. Just a first look to get the taste, you know. So when we go into the show later, we there you know go. what's out there. Yeah. Even to the point where you don't have to necessarily, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. like, oh, yeah, you know what? You, you're you in, we got to get them to top 10 within the category. So, yeah. okay, within the rat rod category, like, is that a top 10? You know yeah. what? And so so then now you know. It's your initial take notes. You got it. Moment. And then yeah. maybe that guy, you know, we're not going to tell him, but that guy's going to get a decal that denotes so that when people are walking around, the judges, that that's one of those bikes. That's So then it's like, hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a yellow decal on your mini bike, at this point we'd ask you all to either go back to the judging area or to go to your bike because the judges are going to go around making their final review so that you have a chance that I'll take those 10 bikes or five bikes that are within the semifinals and then go look at them one more time if you need to. Right. Meanwhile, if you know that that bike's going to be in the top 10 and he's, his bike's number, like his, his registration number is 14, you know that bike number 14, that he's in the top 10. Yeah, so then you can say, hey, uh, bike number 14, you know, you've been in the, you've been recognized by the judges. So let's talk about the category. So we, we've got rat rod. Rat bike. I mean, it should rat, be rat bike. Rat, yeah, rat, rat bike. Yeah, you're right. Forget the rod. Uh, what would be the other one? Like original? Yeah, you got to have like vintage. OG. Original. Okay. OG. OG. Okay. Drag bike. Drag bike. Okay. And folks, if you're listening and you have any suggestions, by all means, send them in. Let's take a peek, see if we do There's have anything. There's so many categories you could have. Well, let's not You know, it's just like. Well, let's keep them going. We got rap bike. We got OG. We got drag bike. Restored. Okay. Survivor. Like okay. that one. What are you thinking, Jake? Um, like. I know some of the guys come in still working on their bikes, maybe like an under, under construction. construction. Yeah, yes. Construction. Yeah, that, see that at car shows a lot yep. of stuff. Yep. So, folks, you can see what we're getting at. You know, instead of going from top 10 now, now what do we do with the uh, the Japanese bikes? 
the Honda CT70s, the Z50s, and then maybe more appropriately, what do we do with these new bikes, the Groms? Do we have categories for for the Japanese class? Do we do we have a mini moto category? Is, is there that much? Yeah, like, I think you gotta. I should buy the, two, I guess, uh, stock and custom. Yeah. For those categories? Yes, because there's really not much you can really do to those. Yeah, you're right. Custom, whatever custom modifications. Maybe split them up. They got the Groms, the Ruckus. You know, extended whatever they swing arms or whatever else. they do to most them. Of, most of the bikes are in the mini moto category are, are Honda based. Right. With the exception of Kawasaki, and I think Benelli has a bike out there now that's kind of fallen into that category. But so you would hate to have the guy with the Kawasaki. You know, I, I don't want to have one necessarily for that class because there yeah. may not even be more than one where or two of those. Somebody comes in where they don't fit in. Yeah, so so, it's, so it's I think all like, other, yeah. all other class. Yeah, there's well, gonna be like a other. But if if I think that the Kawasaki uh, should be looked at along the same category in the same way that we would look at the Groms. Yeah, true. So 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 that's why I'm suggesting that maybe we have this mini moto category, which is how those guys define themselves. Okay. You know, that's how yeah, they define yeah. themselves. And then if you had mini moto, we are talking about groms ruckuses and the new modern kawasaki's what we haven't taken into account within that mini moto is the ct70 and the z50 classes so if we did the mini moto i which, have a i actually have a buddy that um he has a ruckus and a grom yeah maybe he might help with judging well um See. yes because i have guys in fact uh, the guys at steady garage have been supporters of the show from the beginning right yeah and they they modified my bike they do a great job uh Ray Tong, uh, uh, belated happy birthday. I think you just turned 116 yesterday. Congratulations, Ray. Um, and then um, Kevin, Kevin Dunn from Steady, uh, Steady Garage. Those guys are are here. We're off the 210. I think at Arcadia. This went to one of their open houses. They do some great work there. And it's tough for those guys to judge because they have a following. They have a group of their guys from Steady Garage. Yeah. So you talk about that impartiality. I also have my buddy Bing, who is the guy who organizes all these Grom rides. And I asked him, but he likes steady garage. Like he doesn't have a garage, but he has a following and he has a group of guys. So it would be tough for him. It's like GTs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's so same it, type of thing. It's tough for them when they're building a lot of the bikes for the guys that are racing. Right. So I have a gentleman who has helped me last year. The gentleman that was working alongside you with the, with the Japanese bikes. Yeah, right. I'd like to reenlist him and then, yeah give him a heads up so that he can maybe get some more help. Um, and then let's also do the same for the guys who are experts within that Z50 and CT70 class because don't forget the winner of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion People's Choice Award for two years in a row was my buddy Chris Schneider with that awesome blue CT70, that Honda. That won two years in a row. And that bike, to many people, is a mini bike. We go back a little bit longer where we know these these rigid frame bikes, but to a lot of guys a little bit older or a little bit younger than us, their view of a mini bike was that little Z50 yeah, that Z50, their parents bought. Yeah. Those rich little bastards. I don't like any of those kids <laughs> that had one of those Hondas when they were ones. kids. Yeah. Uh, so then the mini moto class, which would be the Groms and the Ruckuses and the, the Kawasaki's fall into original or custom. And then we'd have one for, I'm just going to refer to it now as the Japanese minis, which are the 50s, and the CT70s, and God forbid, those QA50s. Oh, QA50s. <laughs> those things are kind of cute. Yeah, they're, they're out there. They're, they're out there. Um, and, and this is just us talking out loud. Yeah. So then, with that said, Jake, do you like the idea, Ed, as well, where the ramp, where they roll up and you yeah, do Yeah, 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 that's good. Once you've looked at it, then they go park. 
Yeah. We don't have to worry about a guy saying, hey, no one saw my bike. You don't yeah, have to worry we, about walking around. We had no method to the madness. It's like, you fucking go over there. I'll go over here. We'll meet in the middle. It's like, did you see that bike? It's like, which one? Oh, that, you know, that Taco 22. It's like, no, I missed it. Oh, come on. Where is it? Well, then yeah. the guy moved. Right. Because those guys, they'll see their buddies. It's like, oh, you know, I'd rather, or it gets sunny out and they want to go to the shade. Yeah. So it's like, well, it was just <laughs> over there. And it's only a five, six hour event. So we really found ourselves chasing our ass over the judging, yep. which to me was the last thing I needed to be doing. Because what I don't get to do... I got a E on board, too. Ian. Oh, good. Yeah. He said he'd help me out. All right. So. Um, and, and let's talk about that. Okay. I, I sent Ian an email. I said, I need <laughs> to talk to you. Ian, based largely, not so much because he's an older guy and he's got that... You know, Ian doesn't remember bikes in the 60s because yeah. he wasn't around in the 60s. He remembers them now and he knows their history. But because he's so active selling parts and he's so active in the scene... You know, he knows where every bike is. He, you know, some guy will post a bike of a Sears mini bike that he just found in Madison. And the first one to like that and the first one to talk to that guy and the first one to help him out Ian. is my man Ian. <laughs> That's you true. Know? So he's seen enough yeah. and he has such a genuine passion. Yeah. I told him, it's like, dude, you blow right by me. You know, you're yeah. going to have your own show. You're going to be doing. Yeah. I, I can see. I saw him originally when I first met that guy and I knew he was different. Yep. Uh, and he's got his brothers different. and his dad. Different. different. Well, I mean, he's Careful. different. Yeah, different. <laughs> different in a good way. Different. <laughs> ah, you know. Uh, and and I like him a lot, and I want him to be a part of it. Yeah, selfishly, of you know, he's one of those guys where I like to kind of have around. Yep. So Ian, um, to set you straight, as well as you, Jake, and you, Ed, is that I want your bikes to come. I want you to build a bike to win. I got no. Pro- I would be the proudest guy in the podium giving you a trophy. And again, ultimately. The People's Choice Award was the one award. And then I want to make sure that we have some stout awards for anybody that gets into these 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 finals. And would that be how we would do it? That we would have just first place in the category and then it's done? Or is it first, second, and third in every category? You know, I don't want to stand there, there giving out there 50 trophies every day. You did the first, second, and third. <coughs> yeah. But you didn't do it for every category. I think you just did it for a few. I think I, you did it for like the bigger ones like drag bikes. And I was still finding my way. Did you get more way. complaints about that though? I think that worked out better, to be honest. Like, the first, second, third? All of them. But yeah, like, the first, second, a, and well, third. Well, whenever you're giving out more trophies, you have less of a of a of a, a potential for somebody not getting one. Right. Um, I love my trophy guy. It's the trophy shop. I've taken some cues from Roadkill. You know, the days of the big trophies. Done. You know, they're getting like they'll, they'll get wrenches from craftsmen. We'll get a piece of cardboard. I'll donate a few. How about we'll, that? We'll zip tie them. Yeah, I've got some too. I got some. <laughs> I got some up. I got a bag of nine sixteens, brand new wrenches yeah. that I came across at some deal. I give them to everybody. Uh, Make a little stick. Yeah, they, they hey they duct <laughs> they duct taped the label. They right. zip tied the cardboard label to the wrench, and you would have thought that we were giving gold when we give out these awards. And and no one had an idea what they were. As we went to the car show, we looked at it. It's like you know what? That's the Steve Dulcich choice. Because yeah. Steve just loved this Dodge truck. Love that guy. Um, yeah. Oh, Dulcich is, yeah, he's, he's really good. He's a trip. Yeah. Uh, I, I started to get a sense of his popularity working with him now where he, we've asked him to join us on the Roadkill Zip Tie Drags. Oh, cool. So he'll help us with uh, judging the Hoopty Challenge cars. And he's now part of the autograph signing table. And uh, there's a lot of Dulcich fans out there. He's, he's not too far up the five. He's okay. like in the middle of nowhere near Ian. and. Okay. Uh, he's a really we'll cool make a guy. Trip. Go visit him, bull. <laughs> yeah, actually, I hope that uh, we can get him out here. Cool. Um, in fact, Dulcich would be a great guy for the podcast because he's such a he's just an overall good guy, funny guy, and car guy. 
And after a couple more zip tie drags, we'll have enough stories. We can maybe get him on there. Freiberger laughs about it because I beg him to come on the podcast. And honestly, and I had just heard it from him, but I literally saw his schedule. And it's like, this guy is booked every second of every day. He's got like, he had like one weekend open in October. And I think folks were vying for that. So Big as stuff. much as I would love for him to roll over, I don't want to lean on him because he's just, you know, we're, we're burning him out already at both ends. So we've got... Uh, we've got a basic then on 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 the trophies, right? Yep. We have a little bit of idea about the categories. Maybe we go first, second, and third on all of them. Does that kind of sound right? The bigger ones, yeah, I would say. Okay, so maybe I'll need a little bit more help on that. Okay. You think you've got Ian maybe on board yep. to potentially help with the judging? Okay. So we have. Um, what about go karts? I had a question that came in um, from one of the guys who's with CB up there and. Middle of the state. What about go karts? That was one of the questions they had had about the judging. Would go karts fall into a specific category? We haven't had enough of them. I was thinking about a. I was actually talking to Maje, but uh, maybe like a more than two wheels class, trikes and go karts. Oh, yeah, trikes, fifth trikes, whatever. I like just the title of that more than two wheels class. <laughs> yeah. Rafa has that trike that he built recently. I think's pretty nice too. Taco Bill had that trike. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Taco Bill. So would that one be? You know, where we wouldn't expect three of those, that maybe that would just be in a where yeah. we would have, like, the one trophy, right? Right, yeah. For, for something like that. Maybe combine go-karts, and just in case somebody... I haven't seen too many go-karts at the shows, but... Yeah, so then would would the barstool racer guy fall in, or if somebody wanted to modify yeah. a shopping cart? More which, than two which, wheels. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. So anything that falls into that category. Well, folks, you're hearing Drift it live. Trikes, bring them. You know, yeah. Those are oh, big now, too. Yes. And if you yeah. put training wheels on your mini bike, you're in that category. <laughs> well, you got the extra two wheels, right? You're stuck. <laughs> so let's talk about that. Uh, any drifters out there? Because Roadkill just did a little piece on how you can build one for 400 bucks, and yeah. that got really, that got a it's lot of the same activity. Stuff. Go-karts, Predator engines, you know, it's all it's all the same stuff we use. So bring them out. We got a new category the drift bike category. Okay, look, so if you heard this, again, here's where we are. The drift King. Drift. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun making the trophy for that guy, right? <laughs> so here's our category so far, folks. Um, rap bike, OG, drag, restored, survivor, under construction, mini moto, both custom and original, our Japanese category, which will come up with a more appropriate name, which will include the Z50, the CT70s, and maybe the Q50s, the more than two wheel class, and then the drift bike class. We'll roll you up on a... Um, an elevated stage that me and Ed will make two hours before the show, I'm sure. Um, we'll ask the owners to kindly go get a drink or get lost while the judges are, so the judges can take a look at your bike without being uh, influenced at all. And then you go park and you have a good time. Yep. Uh, I've, got an, I've got an extended hour for this year's show. Yes. And, uh, you know, most people will laugh at that, but to me it's a big thing because goes too quick we need so it that's good yeah. it's worse than the podcast it goes by really quick and as we kind of finish up this podcast as soon as uh, the show's done i see joe yeah man well you, you know the biggest thing is, <laughs> see is you later that joe okay bye it's, it's these mats the mats that are hiding back there in the bowels yeah, of my garage yeah. those mats which was my idea and now the park mandates that i place them it was such a great idea i had brand new shiny mats and everybody had one and then after the first year, those mats got full of dirt and grass and grease and beer and everything else. And when you when you put them together the first time, they're great. And then they fall apart, that snap together stuff. So it's a pain to not only transport them, but lay them down and then get them off. So I apologize for being a terrible host. But yeah, you're right. I'm running around like a madman. Yep. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I was just simply doing too much there and we didn't have a lot of time. So your help 
and your participation. Not only do I love you for that, but you can sense it right now is I, I need the help. So we're going to take a quick stop. Mijay, uh, if you can, uh, Mijay is a good friend of uh, the Jake Moe family, and I had a chance to meet him. Ed, you and I went down with Mijay and Jake, if you recall, with Nana Anna Street for the drag races. What was right. that, about a year ago, Mijay? Yeah. You still owe me a hamburger, if I recall. Hamburger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you've got going on on Instagram with this. Uh, is it Built Mini Bikes? It's Built Mini yes, Bikes, Yes, speak yeah. right into that microphone. Tell um, everybody what's, what it's about. Basically, I had uh, maybe... Two or three years ago, I had seen that the mini bike uh, support for social media didn't have such a big following. Okay. So uh, I took it upon myself to uh, start build mini bikes, the Instagram page. And uh, two or three years ago, there wasn't much following, and and uh, I kind of struggled for followers a little bit. But um, I posted what I could find that was uh, either genuinely sent to me or some uncopyrighted material from google or something like that or anything cool i've seen on facebook you know and uh, honestly i have been uh i had been neglecting the page for a while and i had asked jake mo to help me out with uh with with the page recently and uh with jake mo's help we've been uh we've been growing our following a little bit and uh Actually, right now we're doing a giveaway, so uh, uh, I'm hoping to uh, blow up the page for the giveaway. What are you guys giving away? We are giving away a black mama cam and some springs. Awesome. From small engine cams? Small engine cams, yes. Great. There's Tim again helping out. Yeah, right, right. So, uh, How does that work? How will folks have a chance to win that? Basically, if you post a picture and you, uh, your follower and you tag uh, built mini bikes, you're eligible giveaway okay yeah. is it subjective on how the winner is it luck of the draw or how, how do you how yes, you yes it's, it's luck of the draw basically yeah. we're gonna um we're gonna do a fair drawing <laughs> and uh we're gonna have um we're gonna have uh uh a, a fair giveaway yeah no so, that's that's nice and and because the, the intention is to get followers for the instagram page right right what right. is it called again built mini bikes built mini bikes built mini bikes how many followers do you guys have now uh I think I have around, we have around 1,300 followers or so. That's not that's easy, dude. Good. That's congratulations. Yeah, yeah. especially for something um, smaller like the mini bike. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, um, so I, I have been working on, on followers, but like I said, Jake Mo's been helping me, and, and actually with Jake's help, we've been uh, blowing blowing up the page a little bit. So uh, basically the, 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 the reason for the page was uh, there's a lot of people who, who build their bikes and uh to anybody you know anybody non mini bike it, it looked like you know whatever you know but uh we want to show uh support and appreciation for anybody following the page um so i mean I, I i post nice bikes and i post less than nice bikes which is all um that's that's reality right which is all which is all uh, uh appreciated at least by me and and jake and and uh, other people who follow the page, uh, for people who who've worked hard on their bike, who don't have really means to help uh, or to have the nicest bike or sure or something. Which like we're that. a low buck sport. We're right. we're a, we're a hot dog and right. an orange group. We're not steak and potato guys. Right, you know, right. that's exactly. very obvious. Exactly. Uh, and that there are exceptions, but yeah, the fact that you don't disclude somebody because it's what doesn't meet some highbrow criteria that'll help you right. and let's face it man we're just building a, a, a following exactly. so we'll contribute to that i've got some joe's mini bike reunion posters 
and I've got some apparel from last year's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. I probably got some decals, so we'll hook you up with a bunch of stuff, and you can keep uh, that in your 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 bag of goodies for be- folks that may uh, use some incentives to to get to the Instagram page. It's built mini bikes. And if uh, me, Jay, you're behind it, I know you're a, a genuine mini bike enthusiast. And yes. if you're you're part of uh, uh, trying to make that work, and Jake's helping you out, you got our support too. So we uh, we you. promote that. And uh, again, you know, folks have asked me about the podcast too. They've had comments, good, bad, or indifferent. It's like, dude, start start one yourself. Right. All you need is a garage and somebody as smart as Emmanuel to figure that out for you, and and right. and, and the dedication. So whether it's um, an Instagram page or a Facebook page or a podcast or an event, uh, do it. Exactly. And go buy a mini bike. And if you've got $500 in your pocket, get a mini bike that you can get running for 500 bucks. And if you got a few more money or a few more dollars and you want to go build a nice highbrow mini bike, do it. Just do it. Get into it. Uh, get yourself some friends that will help you out. Uh, help is always here if you need it. Uh, it's all about riding. It's all about having fun. It's all about getting into the mini bike craze. That's why we do this stupid podcast. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. I want to thank our special guest, Jake Moe. Jake, great to see you. Uh, I may see you uh, in a couple days. Yeah, um, I'll be back down. All right, we got Frankenstein yeah. here, uh, ready for phase two of Frankenstein. Get show prepped. Yep. Uh, <laughs> watch out, D. Revis. Uh, you're going down, D. <laughs> you're going down, D. Uh, Ed, congratulations with uh, both of your new babies. Oh, thank you. And if anyone uh, has a chance to, because I know it's East Coast, which is it's a little bit later back there, so maybe some of the Bonanza diehards who will watch it on the rebroadcast will listen in. And if you have any insight on the bikes that Ed has, let us know. We're looking for a Briggs 3 horsepower that's period correct for the bike. Uh, and you'll have the chance to have said that you sold a part or gave a part to Evil Ed. <laughs> uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, again, October the 14th. The Mini Bike Cam. Uh I like, personally, the guy who asked about the go-karts because it led to the drifting category potential. Um, and we had a few others, but they really weren't specific to the judging. So I think the CB Mini guys have won the camshaft. All right. Yeah. The CBers? Yeah. CB again. All right. So congratulations. We'll fire that up. Uh, Ian? You need another camshaft like a hole in your head, but this is a brand new one, and who knows? Maybe you can stick that in one of the new bikes that you're building. In fact, maybe you can use this for the heart of the engine of the bike that you're building to win at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. And what are we gonna, we're going to have – it's no longer the top ten, so it's the all-new Joe's Mini Bike Reunion judging categories. We shared some of that with you. For those of you who are listening, I want to thank our sponsors again, Pioneer, CRC, Go-Kart USA, Small Engine Cams, and our newest friends from GoPowerSports.com. I also want to thank Eric from Studs Hardware and Power Sports for sponsoring the Motor City Minute. A big shout-out to my man Myron back there in Detroit for all the good stuff. I want to thank everybody again who came out to the Roadkill Zip Tie Drags with their mini bikes. I look forward to seeing you in August, August the 12th in Pontiac for Roadkill Nights. And then in September, we'll be at the, it will be in Madison, Illinois for, at the Gateway Raceway. For the final uh, zip tie drags, which is going to be great. And keep tuned for the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Top Gun Drag Racing Competition, where everybody who's got a fast bike gets a chance to get off of your keyboard and actually get on your bike. And we'll see who's got what, whether you're in Detroit or whether you're in L.A. or whether you're in Miami, where our friend Mitchell Alibaba says that the mini bike scene is going strong down there. 
Mitchell, maybe you can send a couple Southwest Airline tickets out here to me and Evil Ed, and we'll come down there and have a couple pina coladas with you. I get you a lot of friend requests from guys from Florida. You're big in Florida. You, you're, your uh, popularity band is like the smile. You're big in New York, down to Florida, then you come across the states, the <laughs> Texas. Right, I've seen, seen you on Pinterest. Pinterest, he's big. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. So there's already some talk, Ed. People want you on the shirt. People want to have shirts. Jake Moe wants to make metal signs with your silhouette. So you're you're popular, and we're glad to have you. Uh, your agent called me last week, Ed. So really? Yeah, I've got to return his call. I know he's going to try to hardball me on your salary for next year, but you're worth every penny. Jake, congratulations on your deal as well. I told him at three hundred thousand dollars a year, that was a steal. I'd pay you a million dollars. You know. Me, Jay, good luck with your deal. Emmanuel, uh, thank you for the great work. Andrew, helping out here. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your new car purchased. Although he's not, he's buying a he's buying a one-cylinder Ford. Doesn't make any noise. I, yeah, it doesn't make any noise. That's what Emmanuel said. If it makes noise, you're in trouble. <laughs> e, how's everything on your end? Uh, what's going on with the folks over at Scleroderma? You had another walk recently, or what's going on? Uh, we've got a walk August 26th, but I'm flying out to Phoenix for the conference for the foundation. Where were you last night, Big Shot? Oh, I was at the Stark Mansion, hanging out with Stan Lee and uh, chilling with those people and Guardians of the Galaxy and, yeah. <laughs> nothing big. No, nothing big. So, yeah, I'll be over at Stan Lee's house. It's like, hey, can you help me update the website? It's like, uh, Joe, I got a bigger name on the other line. Hey, everybody, it's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. This was a good one. Uh, I love seeing you guys here. Me, Jay, a nice present surprise having you here. Good luck with uh, the Built Mini Bikes on Instagram. We'll be giving you away some garb here. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. We have another. We have two of them coming up in August. We don't know what the dates are. As soon as we do, so will you. We're out.